yeah. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, Balance radio show with Gabi Abdelgadir. And today is episode 75. And I have Tommy Williams, the amazing Tommy Williams, uh, for you to discuss part two of the importance of communication today. So Tommy is a wife and a mom of three. She is the founder of Women, Champagne and Real Estate, a group designed to empower women and all things real estate. She is also a matrix global business consultant and entrepreneur helping individuals, entrepreneurs and business, businesses monetize on their website as well as shows individuals how to be the best version of themselves. With a 10 year plus career with the trade publishing company, she worked her way up to become an associate publisher, publisher of the magazine. She assisted 100s of companies such as GE, D Interior, T Flair, Coco, Decor, and IBM, to name a few. She provided solutions in the way of compelling and concise marketing plans and strategies to monetize their company websites. Keeping up with marketing trends has been key to her business success, allowing her to share her specialized knowledge in converting website visitors into requests for quotation inquiries, subscribers to newsletters or downloads. With her specialized knowledge, she now shares with entrepreneurs and small businesses around the world. With a passion for helping others, she began an ongoing initiative in November 2019 named Walk a Mile in Her Shoes campaign in Durham region, collecting gently used or new ladies footwear for various women's shelters. To date, she has collected over 300 pairs of ladies footwear. Give a woman the right pair of shoes and she can conquer the world. That is her motto. She has earned the reputation of being service oriented by putting people first. She, uh, Tommy is um, a co-author in two books and I think a third one coming up, I think. And I will be sharing her bio and all her contacts and social media links here. And I hope you do contact her. She is an amazing, she is a strategist and uh, she can help you uh, uplift your business in a positive way. Hello, Tommy, welcome to my podcast part two again. <laughs> Hello, Gabby. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to be here. And it's so fitting that it's fabulous Friday. Look at you. Know, oh my goodness. No, I look feel at all you. your energy. I feel all your energy. And I'm sure everybody that's watching or listening can feel it as well. Um, I just want to give it back to you. Um, thank you for the introduction. I didn't pay her just so people know I didn't pay her for that. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I want people to know that. Um, know. The thing about you is that you're extremely humble. Oh. And um, people don't even know what they don't know in terms of the vast knowledge that you have. Um, such a worldly person, so intelligent, and you're so humble. Oh, you know, you. it's like, I mean, what is it that you don't know how to do? First of all, I should be asking that. But you have earned yourself a reputation amongst people in every sense of the word from the business side of things with your success uh, principles coaching as well as the servant leadership that you have had with people, anything to do with business and empowering people and making someone, you know, get the best out of them. You're always there. Um, you. The other thing too is the uh, feng shui and decluttering experts that you have from the specialized school. Uh, 
and people are just like in awe. I've been to several of your webinars and I don't know when the next one is, but you guys are going to have to follow her because every single time you go, and I've been to quite a few of them, yeah. I learned something new. Yeah. And listen, this is not to do with women. This has to do with people. Your last webinar, you shared so much about how we can create um, a synergy and a very relaxing environment that's conducive for results in business and especially so many people working from home. home yeah. So it's very, very fitting that uh, we get a chance to speak again about uh, business communication and uh, you know how we can shape, a, I guess I can say our, our ledger, yeah. <laughs> have our ledger with more entries <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and our, yeah, agenda, I know. our agenda a little bit more fuller. <laughs> I know, seriously. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's my thing to you. Okay, thank you so much. That was very kind of you, very kind of you. And I also didn't pay her to say all that, folks, just so you know. <laughs> oh, you will pay after. <laughs> I know, maybe. You never know, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Tommy, so last, uh, in the last episode we were together, we talked about communication, how important it is, and uh, the way people send messages on Messenger and texts and stuff like that. So um, let's capture on that. What is not a good type of message when you're texting someone or you're sending a message to someone when it is when you're looking for clients in particular? If it's a friend, that's a different story. Mm. If you're just messaging a friend or texting a friend, but when you're dealing with professional people, what is a not to do? Let's just capture on that before we move forward. You know, I think the first thing not to do is to offer something you don't even know the person needs, wants, or will solve one of their problems. Yes. And in, in that is also knowing where they are at. The thing is, is that many people have similar experience and similar uh, education. And sometimes you're offering something that they have experience in without even taking the time to find out where they're at personally or professionally. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a big no, no. Okay. Um, I had uh, three people this week, uh, you know, because we have different conversations with different entrepreneurs and stuff. And they sent me yeah. a few messages and said, look at what someone sent me. And all it was, was uh, something about uh, money. I think this will be great for you. Um, come take a look without knowing the person that they send it to is a financial advisor <laughs> oh my god <laughs> with one of the with one of the largest firms oh in toronto god. yeah um, and has a team of over 100 people oh so the person was like this has got to stop <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> so yeah, that, I have examples of that on a regular basis um, from individuals and then also myself. So yes, I hope that answers your question. It's not long, but I hope it answers. Yeah, so you need to know about the people, what they know, what they offer before even you just offer them. And then I think you are uh, huge about me too, that don't immediately send an offer to someone you just became friends with. First, create a relationship. I think you are huge into that. Create a relationship first, get to know them, and then you can send them offers. You just don't send. I get a lot of that, Tommy, like on, on Messenger. They just send me a friend request. I check their, uh, their page, and I know they're safe, and then they, I accept it immediately. I get this long uh, me um, message on messenger 
or how they can help me and how they can do that this and that like it puts me off completely what do you mm. think of that yes i totally agree with you i'm on the the right mind of thinking that um now we're friends how about now you introduce yourself because if you're at the playground thinking about being a child right you just don't go up to some people unless you're a certain age you just go up and hug them which i think what the people are doing i think indirectly they're just trying to hug and love on people Mm -hmm. The only thing is that they're not going about the right way because they're probably really nice. They're probably great people to work with. They just haven't touched on how they can communicate and present themselves better. Exactly. So I think that um, initially you should be saying a thank you to them for friending you on Facebook or accepting your Facebook friendship yeah. and ask a question. What line of work are you in? I did look at your profile or if it's on LinkedIn or I seen an email, whatever the case may be maybe there's a some kind of synergy there that we could possibly collaborate. And how about we book um, a five, 10 minute phone call. Exactly. And then that person will actually say, Oh, wow, this person really cares about me. Um, let me just, let me just send them something in here. Cause some people are very shy. They might respond back to you and give you that encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> I would call it encyclopedia yeah. online of what they do, but at least that way you have a, a framework of who they are and where they're at and how you might be able to help them yeah. to know what now you can send. And then maybe now you can send them your offering. And maybe now that offering is no longer valid. It's obsolete. Right? Yeah. But, but here's what's real. It doesn't mean that's the end of that relationship just starting. No. Yeah. Because I'm a big believer of collaborating with people yeah. and connecting people with other people. So you should, st I still think it's great to have that phone call. Maybe not on the top of your priority list because you're out there looking for active people who need what you offer. Yes. But I would think that it's still a good person to keep in the queue for you to have. I, I think from your agenda, I'm looking at mine right now, the people that are like, you know, potential target audience for what you offer. And then you have a core group of people who are not, but they still are people you'd like to collaborate with. Yeah. If you, if you actually divide your target audience, you'll have an idea on um, how many people you have in each of those funnels. Mm -hmm. And then it will let you know, okay, maybe now coming up to the next month of June, I don't have any appointments booked, but there's about six people I connected with. And we have nothing that I can't offer them what I offer because of what they told me, but I still think they're interesting. Let's see if we can connect on something else. That's and that is the big end relationship because you might find out this person knows this, this person knows that. And I know this person, I know that person could use what they have. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That is a great advice. Yeah. But then you're good at these things like, um, yeah. And then that goes back to text. So I received a call a couple of weeks ago from someone in my network and I didn't know because I didn't have their phone number and I, there was no name. And uh, it says, hi, Gabby, how are you? And then I said, hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Can you, who is this? Like, you know, and this person told me their name and I said, uh, we're friends on Facebook. And I said, okay, how did you get my phone number? Because that is scary because I don't know how, is it possible to get people's phone numbers through Facebook? Yes, it is. Is it? Oh, uh, I had no idea. Yeah, it depends on your profile. If you put it in there, for the public to see or only you to see? Oh my goodness. Because gracious. when you go in, you have that option, that field is right there. Now, some people put the wrong, a wrong number because they don't want anyone, they're not, they're not even 
100% secure that only me yeah. is actually valid or not. So yeah. then I put a wrong, wrong number in there. But, you know, you bring me to a good point about the text. I think that's another thing I was just sharing um, with two ladies uh, trying to figure out how they can text people because they have the person's phone number. Um, one of them is a real estate agent and mm -hmm. the other one offers um, house cleaning. Okay. So just looking at my, at her business card. And so what's been happening with both of them is that they send text messages with, I don't know, uh, I don't know, one way to send the tips about someone's house, you know, get your house evaluated. Another one saying a promotion that she has for cleaning and mm -hmm. she's not getting any responses. But what I said to her is that she, how is she introducing herself? So it's similar thing, thing yeah. same exact thing that you said, just yeah. a hello and the person's name because she remembers their name, but she didn't frame it to let the person how let that person know how they met each other. So the simple way of changing that is, hi, Gabby, this is Tammy. We met at uh, the parking lot at a Tim Hortons and we shared something about a, a good joke about you walking out with two coffees and I was going in for my two, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, we touched on the fact that I do cleaning and I just want to just remind you, I'm here if you need my help. So at least that way it can give the person a reference yeah. And also saying your name, because the thing that people go into this assumption that just because you met them and maybe you gave them your number, your business card. Yeah. Yeah. Your business card. It doesn't mean that they were, this is not very nice, as memorable as they think they were or as important <laughs> as they think they are or they really are for you to actually put them in your phone book on your yeah. phone. Yeah. So then they think that now because they have your number, they can just say, hi, Gabby, hi, Gabby. But there's no relationship at that point. No. So I'm similar to you. You know what I do? Um, I often tell people that, hey, this is great. Thank you for reaching out to me. I'm sorry, I lost my contact. I don't seem to have your name in here. Um, can you tell me who this is? And I can tell you that question either gets answered by someone who was genuine, had known me or referred to, referred to someone to me, Mm -hmm. Or it's someone that's just fishing. Yeah, they don't answer, right? If it is, they fishing. don't always answer. Yeah. yeah, that's when you block them because a yeah. lot of a lot of uh, stuff going on on the internet. By the way, my Facebook yeah. is private now. The new Facebook after the huge hack that I had. Yeah, I don't. I it's not open for public. Okay, so, so you have so, it private now, okay. Yeah, I have it private now, but still, people, obviously, they can get my phone number, which is mm -hmm. uh, pretty scary, because I know that, like, in my network, uh, at least most of them are uh, good people, either, like, in the coaching industry, and, in you know, like, you in the marketing strategy industry, or, like, personal growth or spirituality, so I don't have much worry about that, but recently, I received a... Um, I received a video on Messenger from someone, oh. yeah. And then when I clicked it, it asked me for my Facebook email and password immediately. Oh I went, I, I closed it and I went back to the person, did you send this? What is this? And that person, he said, no, I did not. I told him, then you better delete it and you better go back and change your passwords. He came back to me 10 minutes later. I just found out where it was sent from and it was sent to 200 people in my network. So that is another hack. This guy was really getting hacked. So mm -hmm. I have made it a point. I did not block him or unfriend him. He's a good guy, I know that. And, uh, but um, I 
know that I will not receive, I will not open anything that comes from him because I yeah. can't, I, I lost that trust about, uh, you know, the hackers and the yeah. Facebook and all that stuff. So that is that. So um, that is that. Let's talk about we talked communication how about email communication oh my goodness some of the english that i get oh my goodness okay email communication because some people they use like you know all these platforms and they send these massive emails uh so i had someone send me dear my email not my name <laughs> and then i had someone uh dear my family name and i had this and then the message the email is like 15 paragraphs long do you think i read it obviously not so <laughs> why not you, yeah like, my goodness like you're trying to send something to somebody make it simple precise and short anyway what's your intake what's your advice on email and what's your experience with emails you know, oh my goodness, I love email. But the sad reality is that automation, people think, is, the, is really the key and the answer. Yeah. And uh, in that automation, you lose the human touch, which is the human eye. So if I have a list of a thousand emails here and I'm sending out emails, which I have thousands of business cards that have emails. Mm -hmm. I would know that just because her name is Paul Smith, or sorry, his name is Paul Smith, the email that's on his business card says P7 Smith. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to send an email to Paul Smith. See, this is where the assumption comes in for automation. This is why it's important for people to understand and hone on these skills. Mm -hmm. Automation is not the key for everything. It doesn't solve everything. Uh, so first of all, that automation, there's nothing set up just yet for people to actually discern what the person's name is compared to what the email address. It's really embarrassing. Actually, I get emails like that too. Yeah. Uh, and it looks really bad. It even does. like sometimes they just put in the name. I don't even know. They put dear. And then there's this whole long thing that has nothing to do with my name at all. So I don't know even where they got <laughs> that from, but, um, I am a fan of compelling. I'm also a fan of less is best. Absolutely. In, this, in the world of communication, it's so yeah. important that we leave people thirsty, not full. Yes, that is. Can you repeat that? That is really we leave people. We leave people thirsty and not full because if someone's doing a follow-up, in that case that you received a whole book, yeah. the question they're going to ask you is something about the email and you're going to say, I have all the information. Because they didn't leave you thirsty. They left you full. Yeah. But if there was something in there that was a little bit vague, but it was still compelling enough for you, mm -hmm. you might have a little question there. What, what are they talking about? What is this? Mm -hmm. So this yeah. is the difference of having a really great email and not. I'm still a fan of a human sending out the email um, because in that, as we get better with the social media, people know this already. Uh, you can find out a lot about a person from their LinkedIn profile, what their interests are. Yeah. And I think that it's way better to have maybe 50 people that you would email to on a regular basis, a special campaign for them, yeah. because that 50 can grow into 5 million or 500 or 5,000. 
Yeah. So that's, I'm a big fan of that. People want email addresses and that's great. Um, and it's almost like that spraying and praying effect where people mm -hmm. are just spraying and hoping that something's going to stick. Yeah. But even when you look at emails and this is, this is like one of the things I love because I was in a space where we had over 85,000 opt-in email subscribers. And so we were able to sell that service to people that wanted to reach that individual group. Yeah. Um, but the main thing was not the number. It was about the number of opens. Yes. And the yeah. So it didn't matter that there was 100 or 85,000 people. The question used to come all the time was how many people are opening it? Yes. So that's why I, I'm a big fan of lessons because if I have a list of 100 people and I'm getting an over 50% open rate, I can, exp I can actually demand more money. Absolutely, because that's yeah. a good number, yeah. Yeah, because no one else can say that, right? I have, yeah. you know, so they have a thousand lists, but my list is only 200, but I have a 50% open rate. What, yeah. are they, what do you think they're going to do? Go for the number? Or are they going to go for the people, the number, the high number of people registered on that email? Or are they going to go for people that actually have the list that has the highest open rate? The list that has the higher open rate. Yeah. Definitely. So that's yeah. why I think emails, uh, the subject line is really important as well. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of subject lines that are tagged now to go to spam because they have a reputation of being like scam, scam kind of things Yeah. and not real. So that's why it's so important. The automation part is only a part of it. The human element has to, you know, marketing people are so undervalued. Yeah. Everybody wants their emails re responded to. Everybody wants, um, you know, a large email list, then if you tell them or suggest the things that they could be doing, you know, they have a hard time in most cases paying for that sound advice. It's I know, really, although, I, yeah, I agree. I don't know what it is because a large business, big business, they usually have bigger budgets. It doesn't even have anything to do with how much money a company makes. I just find that marketing people are really underutilized. So even you as an editor-in-chief, Think about all the emails that you receive, that the wording is not correct, that um, the grammar is off, and it leaves a lasting impression on that person who reads it, who's discerning, yeah. who's very urchin-like and, urchin -like and likes the details. Yeah, absolutely. So it could really turn a person off. It could actually hurt your business having that email going up because it's not correct. It's almost like they need someone to edit the emails before they yeah, go out yeah honestly like they have mm. because that is uh, representing you the email that you yeah. send out it represents you and your business so make sure once you draft it either you leave it for some time and then go back and read it and reread it and or if you're not good at those things just have somebody else proofread it for you before you send it out right yeah yeah i get that and i get a lot of newsletters also yeah um how powerful do you find newsletters uh, or blogs as uh, for communication purposes? I know you and I love my, blogs, but... Uh, my phone is ringing. <laughs> yeah. I have three phones. Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> It'll have to keep ringing. It's over there. It's over there. Okay. Um, what was the question again? The question is um, newsletters that come through your email as well. And then blogs. Uh, what is... How powerful are they for business having like uh, con like maybe at least like monthly newsletters or like blogs i know you and i love blogs but uh, 
how beneficial are they and what is the benefit and how should they communicate their blogs and newsletters to attract more clients? Well, the thing about it for blogs, I consider those, and I think people are looking at them much more seriously than ever before because it's considered published works. Yeah. So they're very effective. Um, another way to reach your potential clients mm -hmm. or people that you've done business with in the past, you can just share that. So instead of creating a whole newsletter or a whole email now, you can just send them your blog. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, the newsletters, you know, it, it's going to be so... Um, common yeah that is, there's almost like there's not a much value put into them anymore so i believe what's missing in those is the call to action to receive something mm -hmm. so it's great i'm getting the newsletter but how do they know that it pertains to me first of all so the big thing i think with newsletters is having contests offering free things so that people will get this newsletter and not just have a bunch of things to read but give them some kind of action that even what they see is not for them. They now want to tell other people about it, that they received this offer. It wasn't someone that they wanted, but didn't know someone that might want that, you know, yeah. anything from a free webinar. And it's really important because those newsletters, they have to be real. They have to be great. First of all, like yeah. someone that's writing them, you know, someone has to definitely like um, edit it. Mm -hmm. And also the information has to be really current. Mm -hmm. You yes, know? yes. That is sometimes huge. I'm fun, I'm think, seeing things that are old news. Yeah. You know, I there's agree. a thing uh, there's a thing out there that if you're um hearing it, it's current. If you're reading it, it's old. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. It has to be really fresh. Um I don't know, those newsletters are a tough one because it's it's almost like the full person's job. Yeah, it is. And the, the good thing is that dominating. I think the mostly the ones that I receive are a monthly basis. Thank goodness they're not more frequent than once a month mm -hmm. because they can be, some of them could be useful. But like you said, if they're not up to date with what's going on, on how things are working now versus how it was two years ago, then they don't serve you, right? So if they're like yeah. up to date and there are new things that they uh, share and like you said, uh, free giveaways to... Uh, with an opt-in and free giveaways that works, but it's good that they do it once a month. Um, I love blogs. Um, yeah, and I'm a fan of the, the newsletter being quarterly. Oh, really? And okay. the reason why I say quarterly is because you can increase someone's suspense and anticipation for it more than if it's monthly. If it's monthly, they say, oh, I get this every month. You, you hear people talk about that. I get this yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, 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 that's they true. They keep though. going. But now they can tend to look forward to it because – Oh, I didn't receive that. Oh, it's coming up in three months. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of making them uh, with anticipation and excitement that they're going to have this yes. as opposed to just being, okay, I'm getting this every week. I'm getting this once a month. And you get, okay, I'll, I'll look at it next month. People think it's all the time. I know. There used to be people uh, used to do it on a weekly basis at some point oh, yes. years ago. I used to receive, but I had to unsubscribe because it became. <laughs> because of you telling me that. Uh, <laughs> me going to your declutter one of the declutter webinars talking uh, about decluttering and people don't realize the decluttering webinars you have it's not about stuff only yeah. you said in detail about the emails and I never I never thought of that before uh -huh. so here I am and still right now I spend oh I don't want to say it's kind of embarrassing uh -huh. a lot of time just put it this way on a regular basis unsubscribe <laughs> Yeah. And I keep going, Gabby, yep, she'll be so proud of me. Even yesterday I had a meeting 
with Kelly, which you know Kelly, and and I and my desk is a mess. And I said, if Gabby was here right now, she would say, this is not feng shui. Why is this here? Why is it here? But right now, she's not here. And, Ga- and Kelly just busted out laughing. She goes, oh, my God. So yes, Queen Gabby. I said, I know. Just don't tell her. Right now, it makes sense to me. <laughs> so your name comes up in so many different situations where we say, you know, what would Gabby do? Oh, <laughs> it doesn't belong saying. here. Thank you know, you. but no, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then, and then, no, seriously. And then what I found is like, let's say you subscribe to someone because you really liked the title and what this person was talking about. Before you know it, in a few days, then you're getting these emails from people you never heard of. Yes. I don't know if they share the email address with other people or they sell it. I have no idea what they do, but then even if it is like a good subject or a good title, it becomes very overwhelming to my inbox. Mm-hmm. So I am good at once a day. These days I'm doing it once a day. I go first to the promotional, you know how like Google is like primary social and uh, promotion. I go to the promotion, it's mostly sales. Yeah. I just empty that and then I go to social because there is any message from LinkedIn comes to the social part. I read it and then I delete it and then I go to primary. Even in primary, you get a lot of junk mm-hmm. and then I go to my spam folder. Oh my goodness, Tommy, every single day I have between 20 to 40 spam emails yeah. daily. I empty that and then I go to my trash and I empty everything. Like, let's say about 200 almost every day. I I completely delete. Can you imagine? I believe Um, it. Yeah, because uh, I remember at one time I was sick and I didn't do this cleanup. It took me a four hour, four hour job to clean up my inbox. And like, I got rid of 4,000 something emails and I subscribed from like, about a hundred or something uh, stuff, people that don't know where they got my name from and things like that. So it's a good idea to unsubscribe and to get rid of this because keep your email just for what it matters, either it's family or business. You know, and that's a really tough one. I mean, I'm at this space now where uh, deciding really where I should put my energy yeah. So if it's going to take me two hours to unsubscribe, I won't do it now. I need two hours of income producing activities yeah. or loving on my family, calling people, you know, that type of thing. I'm wondering, and I don't know yet, someone will have to tell me eventually. Um, there's a certain point where your email gets too full. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then you don't receive them anymore. No, you don't. That's almost kind of like the notification, but um, regarding those emails and signing up, what I know um, a lot is companies, even though, like, say, for example, you signed up for, uh, I don't know, Spring Water, mm-hmm. they might own 10 other companies. Oh, yes. Or they might be partnership with other companies. And there might be something there that allows them to be able to have uh, your email in the hands of those companies that they are that they own. True. But from the email side of things, from a code of ethics, they're not supposed to um, sell anyone's email addresses. However, I do know of email list rentals. Oh, wow. We, we used to have that uh, where we had, you know, uh, certain groups based on their income, based mm-hmm. on geographically where yeah. they were at and what yeah. their position was. 
And we used to have someone that can actually slice up those emails. And I could go to a company now and say, since you're only looking after the Canadian marketplace, let me tell you about the 35,000 that work in that space. Would you like to send a customized email to them? So, and we didn't, they didn't have access to the email. It was still our email as a company, but that company then can say, okay, yes, I'd like to buy um, two or three emails to go to that group. They never got to see the list. So they sent us their email communication and our person made sure it went to that 35,000 people. Oh, wow. Right? Called email list rental. And then we would charge the client. Now, the only thing that the client would know is if someone responded to the email. Okay. And then uh, from a, I guess you can say from a reconciliation, from an accounting point of view, from a business kind of thing, we have to look at the emails and tell them uh, your email on this date was sent to 35,000. Uh, uh, let's say um, we could give a number of uh, 10 to 12 open rate mm-hmm. and um, 20 to 25% click throughs. And we never told them the email addresses of the ones that opened it. Oh, or okay. the ones that actually click through it, okay. but they like to know those stats. But see, now if you do a website properly, <laughs> and this is where the website consulting comes, if you do a website properly, you'll know who's coming to your website and okay. why they came to your website and from what source they came from. Mm-hmm. There's a whole wow. bunch of other things behind that. So, you know, the company would sometimes say, well, how, how does that work for you guys? Like, you know, you're selling this, how do you benefit from it? Well, the thing is, it's coming through the name of our company. Okay. So you will know if it's working for you. Like you're getting responses anyways from your emails, correct? And they yeah. say yes. Okay. So if someone responds to this email, it's coming through us, our server, and through our communication. This is all coding stuff. You'll know that it's going to be beneficial to you that you've got these people coming in from this particular. And we used to suggest to clients not to use the same campaign mm-hmm. or at least change up the wording in their email so that they were knowing that it was coming from our company. They would use the same thing with another company, but put something else in like maybe a code, a promo code, or you know, change something in the text. It's not saying, um, maybe it won't say uh, Beijing, it might say a different country, you know? So mm-hmm. it would be a differentiator there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's email list rentals, I know. Oh, but that is a safer way to do it though, because you're not actually sharing the emails no. for them, you're no. doing it on their behalf. Yeah. So that is very safe. So those people are not getting all those email addresses. They don't get the names. They don't the get names. the email addresses at all. I like that. Yeah. I think I like that. That is actually very safe so that you don't get bombarded by all these people that, yeah, I like that. Oh, good to know. Learn something new today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what is uh, anything else you want to talk about? Any last tip, communication tip? Oh anything goodness. funny? Anything, any funny communication that you've received before we oh so many funny communication but i think the last tip and it's coming up over and over and over again is um everyone has such great intentions people are people are amazing but they're they're shooting themselves in the foot by not taking that extra time to just make that little hello conversation first you know so my tip is for everyone is to find out who your like who your audience is and where they're at before you start offering all of your services. Because like I mean, even you, Gabby, as an editor, if you start sending everyone stuff about editing, they might come back to you without you knowing 
that they're an editor. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you don't take the chance even to ask them, you know, Hey, I look at your post. I I see you like reading, whatever it is you like dogs, whatever the case may be, you know, maybe there's some kind of a collaboration the two of us can do. You just never know what kind of line of work are you in? What line of work are you in? Just that simple question can open up so much. Much, Like I have, I have, oh my goodness. We have so many things that we can offer you and I, and everyone that we know real typically are multi-talented in various spaces. Absolutely. So yeah. even myself, I have to check myself because the, the you know, I just want to go blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, slow down, Tammy, slow down, Tammy. Because it's almost like, you know, meeting someone and you want to marry them. <laughs> I yeah. tell people all the time, yeah. okay, I know what happens. It does <laughs> happen, but yeah. we're not supposed to jump that quick, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. take the time. People will appreciate it much more. Yeah, take your time. Yeah, take it easy. Don't like over like bombard somebody. I yeah. can't stand people who bombard me because like I get whoa. <laughs> take it easy on me, you know. <laughs> I know it's almost like you feel like they're in a boiler room. I and know. Someone telling them to keep dialing, keep dialing, keep dialing. Keep dialing. I know. I that's know. That's how it feels sometimes. Like whoa. Like this guy sent me this whole long thing. You know, it's it's you know sometimes it's very laughable. I will tell you. Uh, most times those messages get deleted or they get ignored. So if they you're going to take the time to send a message to someone, at least make sure it's worth your time and yeah. you're putting out the best representation of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that you and I are both uh, passionate about is um, when you want to communicate, keep your communication active rather than only send emails or messengers only when you need somebody's money. (laughs) Seriously? Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? There are people who don't comment on your page, who don't do anything. And all you know is there is this long email that comes in your inbox about how they're doing this and that and how they can help. Or, Messenger, you get bombarded on Messenger on on this. Like, can you sign up for my webinar? Can you buy this? Can you do that? Like, who are you? Where were you all this time? Like, have you even said hi or like liked any of the funny things that I, I, I post or did anything? Stop doing that because you do lose respect. Honest to God, I do. I kind of you know that like yeah yeah, i kind of unfriended so many people who are so self-centered selfish they only get in touch with you when they have something to sell you that is very selfish so yeah if you want to keep your relationship in good term keep in touch with people support relationship yeah support (laughs) them so that they can support you yeah yeah Yeah. what's your intake on that well, it's really important that you said that because um, sometimes I get a message from people and other people have said the same thing, just like what you're saying yeah. from someone, you don't realize that you're a Facebook friend of because <laughs> you, you never see a like or a comment. And let's be honest here. There has to be something that we're posting, even that person posting that we like. I'm not saying that we're going to see everything, but again, yeah. this is the reason why we have to have a discerning eye and look at the person's profile because we're not supposed to see everything they like. I get that. Yeah. But at least have, again, the introduction. Has to be, like I had Lee send me, please vote for me. I'm going to read it to you. Uh-huh. She said, please vote for me. Or did I delete it? Please vote for me. And then 
two minutes or five minutes later than that, she went to about three things on my wall and liked on them. Too late, if you ask me. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that we were still friends. Okay. So yeah. it's really interesting. So she knows that she should be in communication with me, but she did it backwards. Yeah, she did it backwards. Yeah, so people are not stupid. You know, they realize that you yeah. just did and, that because you needed help. And guess what? I don't even care if someone likes mine because it's my wall. It's my LinkedIn profile. It's my Instagram. I'm putting things that I want. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Really. So I did not. And I think it's really important to not base decisions on um, business interaction based on someone liking on something. I do yeah, believe no. that we make decisions based on a relationship and how okay. they yeah, I say it all the time. Like you never go to a networking event and say, Here's just what? put the card and then just drop it and walk away. Yeah, so exactly. why would people do this on social, on social media? media? Exactly. They do that. But, um, and then my advice is we, the reason we are friends on Facebook, especially a lot of us, like we're on a close network, we're supposed to be supporting one another, right? We yeah, have to yeah. support one another, like support your local friends first, their businesses and whatever, and then they will support you. But if you're not supporting anybody, but we see you doing things with people elsewhere, don't expect support from this group or this team or me or mm. anybody if you ask me right like it's tough times right now yeah so let's leave the selfishness then the egos aside and let's just be nice and communicate effectively if you don't know how to communicate tammy williams is here you can have a consultation with her. She will teach you how to email, how to uh, uh, how to send text messages, what is the appropriate way to address people. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it also in the last this thing. Let's yeah. just support one another. These are tough times and it's time to be positive. It's time to support uh, one another and it's time not to be selfish, not to have an ego, uh, not to be ego driven, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. What's your last word? My last word is remembering the real purpose of a cell phone. Call. A cell phone is, it was intended to make a phone call. Good and so point. even though we're in this information age of technology of emails and Instagram posts and all the emails out there in the world, the automation, let's remember the real reason of a phone and pick up a phone and don't just text. Yeah. There's so much power. I always tell people in a written communication, like a handwritten note, but a phone has more power because you can hear things that you cannot hear through email or text. Or text, absolutely. They can also hear something from you. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter if you're getting voicemail. You know, I used to train salespeople and they would spend, and they got a salary plus a commission. And many of them would spend hours calling companies and not leaving messages. Aww. So we would have the meetings that say, so how do you expect the person to call you back if you didn't leave a message? Leave a message, yeah. How do you expect the person to hear your energy, to hear your um, passion, to hear your exuberance to hear your friendliness without them hearing your voice and it doesn't matter if they get a voicemail or 
they don't return your call. The thing is, is that this is the part of creating a relation. You know how many times um, leaving a message, I used to get clients eight months later, Tammy, I always look forward to getting your message. You've been calling me for six months, for a year. And now I said, I'm going to call you back because they start to feel familiar and know you. Yeah. But if I'm just sending an email and a text, there's still something missing there. We still need the human part in business. Yeah. So that's what I would say to people is remember the real reason of a phone. Is to make the call, to pick up the phone and make the call. Yeah. Make a call. And a lot of people are afraid to call people. I am one of those. So, yeah. So the reason I haven't called schools is one of that. I haven't called the community centers about my book is one. So I am guilty and I'm going to take action on that. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Write out your own little script. Write your little script beside you of the things you want to talk about. Yeah. And um, just go from there. But that's the reason why they hire salespeople. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Who are good on the telephone. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know. Eh? Seriously, <laughs> excellent. Thank you so much. So my just my last word in addition to Thomas would be: keep your message very clear, your language simple, so that everybody in every uh, different um, education can understand it, and the education level can understand it, and have someone proofread. Oh my gosh! Your yes. long emails or your newsletters or your blogs or whatever it is that you're writing, um, because that's, I think, the editor side of me talking, because that, whatever it is that you're putting out, represents you and represents your business. So that is as simple as it gets. So Tammy, I think the next conversation we're going to have to do is how you present yourself. You know, you and I are big on this one as well, especially you. Okay, so the next episode is going to be how to present yourself as a business owner or as a professional. Okay. Perfect. So Excellent. yeah. Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Wishing you grace, peace, and balance. Stay safe. Blessings. <laughs>